This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, we'll welcome back John Schelling from TLS Financial Services, who will talk to us about protecting your financial security with life and legacy bonds. In our second hour, we'll talk about the gig economy with employment lawyer Jeff Mason. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. General Motors is recalling more than 240,000 vehicles, mostly in the States and Canada to fix a problem that could hamper rear brake performance. Now, the recall covers a lot of vehicles, GMC Terrain, Buick LaCrosse and Regal, Cadillac XTS, Chevrolet Cruze, Equinox, Volt, Impala, and Bolt vehicles from 2018, and the new ones, the 2019s. Also covered is the 2018 Chevy Malibu. GM says the rear brake caliper pistons can contain trapped hydrogen gas that could make the brakes feel soft and increase the risk of a crash. Now, GM says it's not aware of any crashers. Dealers will simply bleed the brakes to remove the gas. And once it's out, GM says the problem won't happen again. GM is preparing to notify owners, but those with concerns can call dealers and schedule repairs right now. Microsoft Corporation is shifting some of its assets around Vancouver and the rest of Canada for that matter. The tech giant announced this week it's putting down $570 million in new investments across Canada, including the construction of a new Canadian headquarters in downtown Toronto. As part of the investment, Microsoft says it will move its sales office in Vancouver. The current office has been occupied since 2016, and it's right below us here at Pacific Centre covering the top two floors on Robson Street in Granville in downtown Vancouver, right by Nordstrom's, just on top of those guys. There were about 400 workers based at that office. The newly renovated location has a capacity to hold about 750. Microsoft also has a huge office space available on Beattie Street. Not giving any details uh, regarding when the move will take place or the site of the new Vancouver sales office. So for a few more weeks, it's still officially a mystery. Now, here's a story we weren't particularly happy to check this week. An RBC survey says airfares rose by more than 10% in the first two months of the third quarter as Air Canada and WestJet passed along higher crude oil prices. Despite slipping a bit in August, fares rove, rose rather over 12% at Air Canada for July and August, and they were 11% higher than a year earlier at WestJet. The country's two largest airlines introduced fare increases in July, mostly on domestic routes, of course. Analysts expect fares will increase further, with Air Canada likely being more aggressive in passing along oil price increases. Uh, and Calgary-based WestJet is likely still recovering from weak booking levels earlier in the year. Remember that threatened pilot strike? That really hurt WestJet's bottom line. Passenger traffic remains strong with WestJet now, reporting uh, 8% growth in August. Now, Volkswagen announced this week it will discontinue the iconic Beetle. No more Beatles as of next summer. After 
two special editions have been created. The car was introduced here in North America in 1949, and in its heyday was definitely the 1960s. VW tried the new Beetle. Remember the rounder, fatter model that came out in 1998? That proved popular with women buyers for a while. Another remodel in 2012 to appeal more to men was a limited success for about a year. However, sales have been dropping for the last several years to the point where, well, it doesn't make sense to make Beetles anymore. The two limited edition Beetles will be in both soft and hard tops and will likely sell out pretty quickly too. For those with fond memories of VWs, there will be an all-electric version of the famous VW bus, speaking of the 60s, on the market by 2022. Well, it was a big hit in June, and now the Food Truck Festival is back at Concord Pacific Downtown tomorrow for one more great day of great food and family fun. This four-wheeled food fest will include over two dozen food trucks from all over Metro Vancouver, and the lots of family activities as well. This is Vancouver. Food truck people know this. It will be a rain or shine event guaranteed. This goes tomorrow from noon to six at Concord Pacific on Pacific Boulevard, just down from BC Place. And those are some of the week's top consumer stories. We'll look at some more later in the show. Stay with us because coming right up, we'll talk with John Schelling from TLS Financial about life and legacy bonds and other ways to protect your investments and retire retirement savings plans. This is Vancouver Consumer, and you're with 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the program this cloudy, soggy Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox. It's a pleasure to welcome John Schelling back. Mr. Schelling is with TLS Financial Services, was with us back a few weeks or so ago. John, it's good to see you again. Thanks for popping in. Well, good to see you, Sterling. And I, and I got your name right this time. Well, I appreciate that and, part. And uh, yeah, real pleasure to be back. And congrats on these new studios. This is beautiful. I feel like I'm sitting in a Star Wars set. Yeah, no jackhammers today on, on the program either, Great, friends. To Sorry to, to, to disappoint. Uh, but. I know. Well, it's going to be a little put quieter. My baritone voice to use. There you go. Uh, you and your partner Doug Ransom uh, have uh, put together uh, a product, or, or are involved together in selling a product that you came to, to us to talk about a few uh, weeks ago, John. Something called life and legacy bonds. And I'd, I'd like you to go back and sort of revisit all of this by way of uh, people who didn't hear uh, your first visit on Vancouver Consumer can get a handle on, on what we're about to talk about. I've expressed uh, my my. My perspective on it, which is it's a means by which you can protect your investments and ultimately your financial plan. Sure. It, it's really a way of protecting your financial security. And more than it's more than a product. It's really strategies that we build around. Them. Okay. And just for the listeners out there that, uh, as, as you mentioned, Sterling, we, we did a show in July. Uh, if they want to go to our website, tlsfinancial.com, or do, call our toll-free number, 1-844-677-1056, they can get a recorded version of that show either by a, uh, what do you call it, a... Um, here, there goes my technical expertise. Oh, MP3 so yeah, file, maybe? Yeah, a, a, a voicemail. Uh, right? Yeah, voice, yep. a voice file. There it is. And uh, Elaine will be kicking me for that one. A voice file or a CD version. Okay. All right, so they can, and what we're going to do is build on that first show here. But let's do a quick recap of what life and legacy bonds are and yes, what these please. strategies are all about. Okay. 
So the texted definition of a life and legacy bond is their financial investments. And they're designed to protect and enhance your retirement assets, your lifestyle, and if required, your legacy. And, and we protect, they protect against all of life's, or not all of life's, but a lot of life's uncertainties that can affect us all. Uh, now, when we, you, you, you describe the product as life and legacy bonds, so now that causes a lot of us, we hear the word bond, and we start thinking Canada savings bond and corporate bonds that you can buy on the stock market. Uh, is, that, is it that kind of product? No, it's a, it's a terminology. Life and legacy bonds actually come in a wide variety of, of uh, choices. Okay. Uh, and they do, it, depending on each person's specific financial situation and what application is required, uh, we fit the, fi- the p- specific financial bond to them. Oh, okay. All right. So, so it's kind of a one, custom package. One, yeah, it's not one specific product. There's a wide range. They come in a wide range of uh, products and choices or financial resources and choices, I should say. Who are right. these um, products most uh, appropriate for, John? Everyone or high net worth individuals? Uh, is there a target market for these uh, this product? Sure. Well, I'll get to that in one sec. But uh, the, the age range typically we find where people not get the best benefits, but where people are motivated to get into, the, um, into protecting their financial security are those individuals age range 45 to 85. Okay. And they're financially secure. And, and that's a fairly ambiguous term. What financial secure means to one person is different to another. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're comfortable that you're financially secure, we mean that given your lifestyle, given your wants and needs, you're comfortable you're not going to outlive your retirement asset or your assets and your income sources. Okay. So really what we're doing is protecting those. Okay. And people are surprised when we had our first show, you mentioned you never heard of them. Right. They've actually been around for over 50 years. And some, this is the part that surprised yeah, me even some more. Some of them even more, more than 100. And, and part of the reason is the strategies dug and I, we've taken products that have been used for other things and applied them to a wider range of protection, uh, financial security. Uh, but they're all backed by established Canadian financial institutions. And as I mentioned in the first show, the, pro, the strategies Doug and I design are not going to replace your advisors or make you change your lifestyle or change your financial positions or wind down portfolios. They integrate within them. Similar, you may remember I used the analogy to a security system in your home. Mm-hmm. You don't rebuild your home to put a security system in. It integrates into the existing framework to protect you from fire, theft, floods, and, and other such things. Right. One of the key things to, and one of the strengths to um, life and legacy bonds is they have a, a um, benefit that we call duality of purpose. And what duality of purpose means is that if we set a life and legacy bond up for a particular client for their situation to fit a certain need or, or benefit or protection plan they want, mm-hmm. over time that may change. And because every life and legacy bond we have has a value to it, and in fact the values can, will grow the longer you own the bond, it can be used for other purposes if the original purpose changes. 
So let me give you an example of something that everybody is familiar with to, to illustrate duality of purpose. Okay. We, we've all, most of the listeners out there, you and I have had house insurance. Sure. We insure our houses. Uh, but house insurance has a purpose. It protects our house in case of a certain contingency. Mm-hmm. But it has no duality of purpose. It would have duality of purpose is at the end of the day when we moved out of our house and, say, moved into a place where we no longer needed it. Uh, the insurance companies came to us and said, well, here's your money back and a bonus. That would be duality of purpose because now you've got your premiums back. You can use them for other things. Right. All right. So if that makes sense, that's what a life and legacy bond does. It, it, it can protect or enhance against one thing. If your situation changes down the road, you can take that value and use it for whatever discretionary purpose you want. Now, do you you, you keep using the word protect your investments and protect well, your, your equity and that sort of thing. So sure. is there an element of insurance in a life and legacy bond? In a, in a format. And again, they come in all different varieties. Some of them are insurance-based. Others are, are different and more investment-based. But there is a commonality in that they all provide guarantees. Oh, okay. And they all provide value. Well, you need guarantees. Guarantees if you're going to protect something. You know, if you're protecting your house, uh, you need a guarantee of what amount you're going to get if something happens and you have to make a claim. You can't go to an insurance company and say, well, we'll figure it out when you make a claim. Right. So that's what life and legacy bonds are all about. They provide guarantees for certain situations. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. again, uh, you talked already about the most likely individuals to be interested in this type of product are people basically over the age of 45 uh, and, and with some measure of financial security uh, in their lives, which basically means, I think more than anything else, people who have found a, a workable financial plan and are sticking to it. Exactly right. And now the job is to protect it. And right. that's what we see, Doug and I see people are not doing. And, and we'll, we'll draw some examples to that as we, we go through the program. Because people often say, well, okay, look, I'm financially secure. Why do I need to protect that? I'm well diversified. I've got, uh, you know, uh, real estate portfolios. And I already have life insurance, so well, why, why, why pile on? Sure. Right? Uh, well, and, and there's, there's other issues. And it may be that they are protecting themselves, but there are things that can affect financial security. We all know people that have been, we thought, quite well off and, and gone the other way very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and. To build on the illustration in the first show, we'll look at two things today that can uh, cause your financial security to be at risk. And one of them, and we talked about quite extensively in the first show, was uh, death and illness. Sure. All right? Uh, and I don't want your listeners out there to think that I'm uh, obsessed with death or more, but I'm actually uh, told I'm a pretty got a pretty good sense of humor and I can be fun at parties, but... My job professionally is to look after my fi- client's financial security. Right. And for lack of a better phrase, uh, and I've seen this many, many times, death can really mess things up mm-hmm. if, if you haven't prepared for it properly. It's not the predictability of death. It's the unpredictability. We don't know the when and how. Sure. And those things you have to be cognizant of. Cognizant of, excuse me. Uh, and then we'll look at uh, market volatility, how you can protect against market volatility as well. So in the first... Uh, show that we did, Terry, we talked about uh, surviving spouse, a, a surviving spouse life and legacy bond. Okay. Where, uh, you, basically, the, we talked about the effects death will 
naturally have a negative impact on assets. It doesn't matter how financially secure you are. Even if you've got a, a perfectly mapped out will and everything is, is a spoken for, so yeah, to speak, in terms of your assets. Yeah, and that's that's the misnomers. People think, well, I've got a will. I'm all set. I'm all set to go. The yeah. will is an administrative tool. It's not something that's going to protect your assets. In fact, it may even put them more at risk. Uh, most of the life and legacy bonds that we're going to talk about settle directly and privately, whereas you know the will is a public process and mm-hmm. throws your assets out there. And in and, and, and many cases, puts them essentially on hold sure. while the probate process goes on. Yeah. And if they sit on hold for any number of months or and the longer that goes on, the, the, the more the likelihood that something could go amiss in, the, in that portfolio sitting on hold. Exactly right. And, and also the effects of taxation that are ignored. Even in spousal situations, there's deferred taxation. People usually don't take that into account. Emotion also comes in. Emotion always trumps financial uh, considerations. And that's a very important factor we see. uh, And I explained that a lot in the first show. And emotion can cause a lot of people to make financial mistakes. Emotion always trumps financial considerations. There's no question about it. So when we talked about the the surviving um, spousal uh, bond, we we mentioned that that was appropriate. That works basically up until age 70, early 70s. And then for a variety of reasons that I talk about in the show, it's not as effective. So, and I we didn't have time to get into the other half of it because that same bond that we use for that surviving spousal purpose to protect a surviving spouse from the uh, negative impacts death has on a, a, a spouse predeceasing them. Now it can play a role for people going into their 70s and 80s and getting older. And you might wonder why is that? Because now they've got shorter time to live. Yeah. Well, now they're, what happens though is people get older. Their kids grow up, they go out and they have families. And you become grandparents. Mm-hmm. And now you're quite happy. You're bouncing kids off your knee. What's missed, though, uh, and again, this uh, I'm not trying to be Mr. Morbid, but is what's created and manifests itself as a new risk, and that's called extended family risk. And what, what that means is that if one of your children were to pre, or your adult children were to predecease you and uh, they were a breadwinner or one of the breadwinners in the family, mm-hmm. you may feel morally obligated, and most families do, to, to help come raise in those little children. Sure, yeah. So this isn't something you plan for. No. You, so you may be in your 70s and 80s and raising uh, kids that are five or six years old and got 15 to 20 years to go till they're out of the house. Right. So you would have to use your savings to do that, and that could have a very negative impact on your financial security. And again... Emotions going to trump financial considerations. You're not going to say no because you're not in my financial. This wasn't in my financial plan. So what is the solution? You can actually apply that life and legacy bond to to protect and provide a lump sum of money tax free if one of your children predeceases you to Uh help out. Them financially. You can structure the arrangement that to, to include that possibility. Exactly, without having to touch your financial resources. Ah. So this is another application, and it's very rarely covered. It, it, and it's a very real risk. And we see this happening all the time, unfortunately. Not all the time, obviously, but it's more frequent than it used to be. Our guest back with us from uh, Victoria and TLS Financial is John Schelling. The website, friends, is tlsfinancial.com. We'll take a quick break for the news and 
and come back with lots more on life and legacy bonds with John Schelling right here on Vancouver Consumer. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. Sterling Fox with you on this Saturday afternoon on CKNW. John Schelling is a certified financial planner, and he's the big guy behind TLS Financial with offices in Victoria and on West Broadway in Vancouver, right there in the old uh, BCAA building at uh, Broadway and Oak up on the seventh floor. Right, John? That's correct. So we're talking about life and legacy bonds, uh, and you were talking about uh, how this can, this product can uh, be, uh, it can help uh, protect, not protect, because you can't protect from uh, surprise elements, but can it help, it can help reduce the impact of unexpected elements that come up in life, an illness, a death in the family, a loss of a job, the unexpected in our lives that somehow or another we try to be ready for, but many of us don't quite succeed. Sure, and, and we're going to talk even about market volatility, how it can protect you against market volatility and other things. I want to finish off, though, I was talking about the legacy bond for grandparents. We yes. call it the extended family life and legacy bond. A mouthful, right. but that's what it does. For short, the grandparent life and legacy bond. Now, I mentioned that it will give you a lump sum that you can help out the your extended family with if Tragically, one of the uh, your adult children predeceases you mm-hmm. and you want to help out financially and not use your savings. But th- the key here is there's a duality of purpose because we kind of broke at a, a, a unique time where I didn't get a chance to talk about the duality of purpose of this bond because okay. I'm sure some of the listeners were thinking, well, you know, the odds of my child predeceasing me, uh, they're Pretty there. Low. But, but probably not going to happen. And that's correct. Mm-hmm. So this is where duality of purpose is important. That that bond that you you in, invest in to protect you against this, uh, grand, this extended family risk uh, will actually grow in value tax-sheltered uh, while you hold it. So in the event that normal life cycles prevail and you predecease your children, that bond will pass on tax-free to your children as their inheritance without probate and privately. Or The same bond that would have allowed you a lump sum of cash in the untimely event right. of their death before Ex- you exactly turns right. into a tax-free asset to your child. A tax-free inheritance. Uh, and they can continue to carry that if they want, cash it in, or... Li- in the other case where the grandchildren grow up and go away and your kids become financially independent uh, and you have the value of the bond, you can use it for whatever purpose you want. You can help educate the grandchildren, use it for your own discretion, whatever. So where this all boils down to is there's actually no cost to these programs. There's no financial risk to these programs. One way or another, you're going to get uh, a benefit. Whatever you put into it, back or more. Right, right. right. Okay, that's a good description of duality of purpose, well, too. Some people may be thinking, again, I don't want to fixate on this death issue, but there's an interesting exercise that I ask people to to uh, take at their discretion when I'm doing my presentations, and I'll put it out to our listeners. Is it on your website, too? No, it's not, actually. Okay, okay. heads up here. But here's what you do. is, is Sometime after this presentation is done, take out a piece of paper, just a normal piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. And get yourself a pen or pencil, and on the left-hand side of the paper, give yourself one minute and write down all the names of people you know or, or you know or have, have heard of that have in, lost their houses entirely to fire, theft, or fire, earthquake, flood, or some other ca- catastrophe. Okay. 
After the minute's up, take a, take a couple of seconds and then go to the right-hand side of the piece of paper and write down the names of people you know, whether they're still alive or not, who had a spouse, predeceased them, or had an adult or um, dependent child predeceased them. Right. After the two minutes are up, take a look at the paper. Mm-hmm. If you're like most people, the right side of the paper is going to have a have heck a lot, of a lot more, more names than yeah. the, the, the left side. Yeah. What this exercise does and what it brings into context is virtually everyone that owns a home insures it, correct? Sure. So the I mean, banks I won't let you get a mortgage if yeah, you don't. And one of the reasons is we're conditioned to because we have this beautiful place. And without showing you any statistics or anything else, you've proven that the probability that you're going to face a situation where either your spouse is in, predeceases you or you predecease your spouse or a child predeceases you is much higher than... And I, what I'm talking about in an insurance claim is a complete claim where the house is completely destroyed. Right, right. right? right. It is much higher than that probability. Mm-hmm. We, virtually everybody insures their house... But what we see when we're doing our presentations and consultations is virtually nobody protects against uh, financial losses from death. Uh, you know, we, we think a life insurance is doing that, but yeah. very often we don't insure enough or we don't insure the right resources to, to protect against that. And that's all conditioning. So the probabilities are much higher on, you know, even though we, we think that maybe I'm sort of fear-mongering here, I'm not at all. The, the probabilities are there. You can prove it yourself. Oh, yeah, this is all actuarial fact, isn't it? None of this is, is, is uh, yeah, it, uh, it's all, you can go through the actuarial tables and it's, you can figure it out for yourself. They've already done the work. But I'm a simple person. I just like to say, okay, in reality, uh, and, and sometimes I don't trust the statistics either. Mm. Uh, you can make statistics do a lot of things. But if I go through a real-life experience like that, I can look at a piece of paper and say, wow, the probability is much higher sure. that one of these incidents is going to happen. They're still low, but it's much higher. And that's what we try to point out to people. Your financial security is far more at risk from that, from a, uh, a death incident than a house incident. Let me just take a second, John, and remind our listeners that here on Vancouver Consumer, the lines are always open. Should you like to join this conversation, you have a question for John. Uh, The number is 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. So jump in if you'd like. This is complex stuff, John. This is, for, for example, if I have a financial planner that I've been working with for ages, and I'm pretty comfortable with this individual, um, it's, it's entirely possible that through all of the meetings we've had and all of the planning we've done, this particular item has never come up. Is that something you typically hear from people? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the reason we do our presentations. And, and we find almost exclusively advisors aren't covering these particular aspects. And, you know, think about it. One of the reasons, if, if you become grandparents, if the first thing we're doing is yeah, I'm calling you up and saying, uh, we should get you protect against extended family risk in case your adult child dies. Mm. They, <laughs> I'm not going to get the friendliest reception. Right. But that's reality. Uh, the other thing is that administering and putting these together is actually, uh, once they're in place, they will do what they're supposed to do. But I would caution people out there, uh, Doug and I do this as a specialty. Um, 
as I already mentioned, there's no need, Sterling, for you or anyone else to implement one of these programs and give up your advisors. Right, right. But if you go to your advisor and say, hey, I heard about this guy on the radio who's yeah. talking about life and legacy bonds, a lot of people are licensed to do them. But it's kind of like getting your GP to do open heart surgery. You know, what do they specialize in? If you haven't heard about it, do you want that person putting it together? Right. Because if they're not structured correctly, as powerful as these vehicles are, if they're not done properly, they can have very negative impacts. And I would say to the listeners out there that if your, your, your advisor kind of blank stares at you and says, I'll get back to you, and then says, okay, yeah, we'll put this together for you, I'd rather see you not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because put together improperly it's, is worse than even having it at all. Right. So back, okay. to, back to your doctor analogy, you would be the specialist that the GP would refer to for a specific item. In yeah. this case, the life and legacy bonds. Your uh, advisor is handling the rest of your portfolio. Exactly You're good with right. that. But this is just foreign territory to that person. Go see a specialist. Exactly. And we're not taking, we're not stepping on anybody's toes. Of course here, not. Right? We, there are some resources involved, but it's not major. As mm-hmm. I say, this is something to protect your financial security. The other people or processes you have in your life, you continue on with those. Okay. I want to talk very quickly just to show the broad range of another type of life and legacy bond, and that's one that will protect people against market volatility. And as you and I know, Terry, you've got a lot of money experience in your shows. Um, It's been a pretty easy ride over the last nine or ten years, whether you own real estate or stocks and bonds. Yes, it certainly has. It just keeps going up. In in my 30 years... It's suddenly kind of plateauing a little bit, John, but it's been a heck of a ride. Yeah, and and who knows? I, I don't... The, the, the honest truth is I've been in the business 30 years, and I don't tell my clients it's going to continue to go or not. There, mm-hmm. there are cycles. I've seen four major cycles in my 30 years, 87, 99, 2002, 3, and, of course, uh, 2008. Eight, right. Uh, we're now into apparently the longest cycle. It's going into its 10th year, yada, yada, yada. Uh, if you look at my averages, it's once about every seven and a half years. So you're right. It looks like this is getting a little over its skis. But – We have a uh, life and legacy bond that will actually allow you to have market access but provide you a guarantee on the capital you invest and also a a guaranteed lifetime income option, So, which can never go down. It can only go up. And it will go up by as much as 4% guaranteed, regardless of how your market portion of that bond performs. And how does that get triggered, John? How does that, uh, once once the, it, you say it's a guaranteed amount, how, when does it or how does it begin? At your, at your option. Oh, you, I see. You, you, you structure you, it your sure, way. Yeah, you can use it, it, it. This fits anybody from age 20 to 90. Okay. You can put it aside and save it and your income will, your guaranteed base will grow by 4% per annum. You'll have your market investment. It's really a personalized pension plan. You make the decision when you trigger the payments. So you can trigger them right away. Usually that would be for people that get into it at 70, 65 and older. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those 65 and younger would keep it and let their, their income uh, appreciate. But even when you trigger the income, it also has a growth built into it. Uh-huh. It's a phenomenal, pro- probably one of the most, um, I think, under um, – underutilized product, financial products I've seen out there. It's phenomenal. So it, it's, I call it, you can have your cake and eat it too. Sounds like it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It really is a good product. Where it differentiates from a pension plan is that pension plan payments are fully taxable. This 
income that you receive is not fully taxable. Usually about a third to a quarter of it is. And I can't get into why in this program. We just don't have time. But it's much more tax preferred. It is also the growth, the guaranteed growth on your your um, your guaranteed income portion is totally tax free. Oh, really? So it's a pretty phenomenal product. The other and last advantage is that if for some reason you need to get at your original invested capital, you can do so. You can't think about Canada Pension Plan, which we're all familiar with. Sure. If you went to them and said, uh, you know, I need. 15,000 of my contributions because I want to go on a holiday. Uh, they go, no, you, you get a paid benefit when you take it. Um, if you, in this particular product, you can actually grab that, uh, that your Vista capital anytime you want. Interesting stuff. Let's include a caller as we go forward here. Let's go to Burnaby. Ron, good afternoon. Hey, Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Glenn Mitchell here. No, anyways, uh, just a question. Uh, this four uh, percent is that after all fees and expenses on principal? Is the four percent uh, again uh, after all the fees and expenses? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes it is. Oh, okay. On on principal. Yes. On, wow. Again, I, I, it's, it's, I can't get into the total complexities of it, but there, on the guaranteed income portion, the, it's really a notional account that's attached to your market-based, your market-based bond. Uh, the, the notional account will grow at 4% based on your, yeah, your initial um, and subsequent, any initial or subsequent capital deposits you make to that particular investment, that particular bond. Uh, what about dividends? Uh, well, dividends and capital gains would come from the market side of the, uh, would come from the market side of the bond. Okay, so it, it, I suppose it's the, the use of the word guarantee that throws a lot of people off and, and, and because it's, it's, you're, in, you're in the financial business and the, the securities regulators are pretty tough on, on the use of the word guarantee. So mm-hmm. when you use it, it's, it's with great ad- advice and, and thought going behind it. So how come you're so confident about guaranteed? Well, because it is guaranteed. It's written right into the bond itself. So the, the terms and conditions carry two components, a notional account and your market-based investment account. And the market-based investment account has no guarantees. But the notional account that goes with that account, and by notional, I mean it's not a true money value, but it is a, a component that will pay you a lifetime income it will increase at the rates that are stated in the actual contractual commitment. Well, like Ron, I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed. It, it's, it's unexpected, John, in that sense. The, Ron, thanks very much for your call. Not a lot of time left here, Mr. How, how much do we have? About a minute or so. Okay. And, and, and just uh, the final message, if you could, please, because yeah. I'll talk about the website and the phone number, but you have other things to say. Sure, I'm not getting too much time to talk about our process, but for the listeners out there that either want to know more about these life and legacy bonds, May, they probably don't have any idea whether they'll apply to them or, or if you've heard something that's of interest. Our process is this. Uh, go to our website and, we, and register in for our uh, what we call get-to-know-you meeting. Uh, that is a 10 to 15-minute conversation we initiate by phone call. We do that so that our process is very subtle and very laid back. We really want people to come along with us that are interested in in putting these strategies together. And in the first 10 to 15 minutes, 
you get a chance to feel us out. You can listen to me on the radio and read my credentials on the website, but you also get a chance to feel us out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a very um, non-confrontational way to start the process. Okay. And then we develop illustrations uh, after that if we decide that if it's we, appropriate. we want to move forward because you can tell I'm a visual person and we want you to see what we see. And the great thing about this Sterling, I said it in the last show, we can't sell it. You have to see it. You have to go along and want to be motivated to do it. We cannot and will not sell it to you. Oh, you can learn a lot more at the website, friends. It's TLSfinancial.com. TLSfinancial.com. And the toll-free number is 1-844-677-1056. 844-677-1056. If you didn't have time to write it down, it's on the website. John Shell great to see you again uh, I'm, I'm much uh, I have a much better understanding of this complex but very interesting product this whole life and legacy bonds and so thanks for coming back and thanks for allowing us to gain a, a greater understanding of what this option is all about Sterling my pleasure and I'm just thrilled to death I uh, got your name right every time so. <laughs> we're back after this and once again, our thanks to John Schelling from TLS Financial Services for a very interesting visit. Information is so key to our plans for the future. That was a very informative visit. Thanks again, John. Coming up in our next hour, employment lawyer Jeff Mason, who will help us all understand more about the gig economy. Time now for Duly Noted. And this time around, our producer Ben Dooley looks at another measles warning for Metro Vancouver. Thanks, Sterling. Vancouver Coastal Health is warning the public to double-check their immunization status after someone with a case of the measles attended Skookum Festival on Saturday. The health authority says the person also visited a number of other locations around the city over the weekend and early part of the week. Here's Dr. John Harding, a medical officer with Vancouver Coastal Health. We basically had a confirmation that they have measles as of yesterday evening. Harding said the person received a measles, mumps, rubella vaccination as a child, but as far as they know, the person only received one dose, rather than the two doses needed for full immunization. Vancouver Coastal Health says anyone who is not immune or is unsure if they are immune and believes they may have been exposed should see a doctor for an immunization as soon as possible. That advice is important because people at risk must be vaccinated within six days of exposure to avoid contracting the disease. Vancouver Coastal Health says it doesn't know of any links to any previous cases, such as the one reported in Maple Ridge earlier this month. Measles is a highly infectious disease and can be spread through the air. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thanks, Ben. Well, uh, thanks to the people at Expedia, Vancouver has been named the best beer town in Canada. The travel website based their choice on Taps in Town, the total number of breweries and brew pubs where you can enjoy a glass of beer, Praise and Slays, the number of awards, and Creative Spirit, originality, whether in new taste options or marketing, or better still, both. Areas like Mount Pleasant's Brewery Creek Zone or Yeast Van <laughs> on the city's east side. Examples of neighborhoods that have embraced 
Yeast Craft Brewing on a list of 17 Canadian cities and towns. There were four here in BC, including Nelson, Abbotsford, and Penticton. The complete list is on the Expedia website. And it's official that sad, somewhat dangerous, lonely little bus stop on Low Heat Highway and Old Dudney Trunk Road in Pitt Meadows is now North America's worst bus stop. It is the sorriest bus stop on the continent, in fact. The local person who nominated this stop says it's a disaster waiting to happen, and the uh, people who put the list together said, well, it's a fundamentally dangerous bus stop. Lucky us. No word from TransLink either on any plans to make changes after having received this dubious honor. That is our first hour of Vancouver Consumer. We'll take a quick break for the news and come back with employment lawyer Jeff Mason. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.